You found it. Your number one place for free English lessons on the internet. Learn American English with this guy. Don't forget to leave a five-star review if this podcast improves your English. And now, here's your host, this guy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is a live English lesson. I hope you are ready. This is going to be a very advanced English lesson, perfect for anyone who is studying for the IELTS or TOEFL exam. We are going to be talking about 15 words you might see on the IELTS or on the TOEFL exam, and all of these words start with the letter A. And I mean, they are advanced. They are difficult. They're so difficult that I thought I should dress up for this English lesson. I should put a tie on, put a nice collared shirt on, because we mean business. We are going to be doing some studying today. Before we get to that lesson, though, I would like to say hello to a couple people. If you are watching on Facebook, you might want to come over to YouTube. It's Speak. Nope, I changed the name. It's American English with Brent. Check it out because I see the comments a little better for YouTube. My wife here, Jamie Watson. Good morning. Hello. So she is also in the chat. Omron, he is a channel member. Welcome. Speaking of channel members, I need to welcome a new channel member. Sarah, welcome. I have a little something for you. It's nice and loud. Here we go. New member. Make sure you check the members tab for the Discord, the members chat, and the bonus videos. Yeah, so if you would like to become a channel member, check the chat on YouTube. There is a link there. It costs as little as a dollar a month each week you get a bonus video. Sarah became a silver member, which means she can join the Discord. We have little chats in there every day. And if you become a gold member, we just had a members chat for 30 minutes before this lesson. Gold members can come on camera. Sita, don't know if she is here now. She tried to come on, but she was having problems with her internet. Tanya has been on. Mahmoud has been on. Filippo. Filippo has been on. We have spoken on camera. Welcome. Freddie Wolf. Yes. Greetings from France. Brent is dressed up. This is a serious English lesson, which we will get to very shortly. I just want to say hello to a few more people. Peter, 
I hope you are doing well. This might be your first time here. I do not recognize your name. If this is your first time here, don't forget, subscribe, hit that like button so you'll never miss an English lesson. Rad, welcome, welcome. Yeah, happy new year to you as well. Michael, hello again. Michael is from Germany. He almost joined us on camera during the members chat, but also his connection at home was not great. Mahmoud, thank you for your support. He has been a member for five months. Yulia is here. Can't forget to say hello to Yulia. General videos from Pakistan. Very cool. Very cool. All right, let's do this here. Getting ready. All right. Thank you for the support in Pakistan. Sarah's here too. Very nice. Thank you for joining Indonesia. Oh my goodness. I was doing a little research on Indonesia last night. Bali, Sumatra, orangutans. I want to make it happen. I want to visit. Oh man, Kilimanjaro. It's awesome. <laughs> that would be amazing as well. Kilimanjaro. You are here to improve your English. So that's what I want to do. Today, we are going to be studying very advanced words that you might see on the IELTS or TOEFL exam. Right there. We're going to be using AI today for some of the pictures to help you learn English. But I must warn you, we might have a little fun with what AI drew. Some of the members thought earlier in the chat, here's a warning. Be careful. AI or artificial intelligence, you may have heard of chat GPT. There's the 3.5. There's the 4 that will draw images for you. Well, it's not perfect. It's not perfect. Be careful. AI or artificial intelligence cannot spell correctly most of the time. And they often forget fingers or add too many fingers. So if you would like to have a little laugh during this serious English lesson, look at the spelling, look at the fingers, sometimes the legs, they're not quite right. So if you look at the pictures for spelling, it will probably not be right. I think they are trying to write ambitious there, analyze, advocate, or advocate. I think three out of the four times they misspelled those words. So if you are looking to improve your spelling, don't look at AI. Look at my banners at the bottom. I can almost guarantee they will be spelled correctly. We are going to try to expand your vocabulary in this English lesson. And imagine that. I do think they spelled that correctly. Nice job, AI. 
you got something correct. The first word I would like to talk about when we are talking about those difficult A words in English on the IELTS or TOEFL exam is ambitious. Ambitious. If somebody is ambitious, they have a strong desire or want to do something. And if you look at that picture, this woman looks very ambitious. It looks like she is studying very hard. She might even be studying English. If you look closely at that picture, in the background, it looks like she got an A plus on an English exam. So hopefully you are an ambitious English learner. You have a strong desire to improve your English learning. How about this right here? She was an ambitious English learner. She studied for two hours every day. She had a lot of ambition. So there's a bonus word for you. We're talking about 15 words you might see on the IELTS or TOEFL exam, but that's a bonus word, ambition. It's a lot like ambitious. We'll talk about that in just a second. What is the difference? Look at this guy. He also looks like he's studying. Maybe you can look at that picture. Take a guess at what you think he might be studying for. Looks like there is a medical chart in the background. It looks like he has a skull on his desk. So maybe he's studying to become a doctor. He is ambitious and wants to become a doctor. He has a lot of ambition. There is that word again, ambition. What's the difference between ambitious and ambition? Ambitious is how you describe somebody. If they have a lot of desire, you describe them as ambitious. But ambition is something you have. So if you have ambition, you study a lot, you work really hard, you have a drive to become better. How about this that goes along with ambition or ambitious? It's an idiom we use often to describe someone who has ambition or who is ambitious, and that is to reach for the stars. We have a saying or an idiom in English, reach for the stars. We say this when people are trying really hard to achieve something and they have big plans. So maybe you are living in a small village, maybe in Mauritania, but you are reaching for the stars. You are studying really hard every day. You are putting everything you have into becoming better at English. We might say you're reaching for the stars. You're dreaming really big. All right, the next one, analyze. This could be kind of a boring word, but you will hear it quite a bit. If you are a person 
who likes numbers, who likes charts, you might really like this word. If you're more into art, well, you can analyze art. So let's talk about what analyze is. Analyze means to examine or study something in detail to understand it better or to find important features. Now, when I think of analyze, I think of numbers first. You can analyze numbers. But as I was speaking, you can also analyze a work of art. And we will talk about that in just a moment. Look at that picture. Looks like there is a clipboard with a magnifying glass. You have some bar charts. You have some pie charts. Looks like you have quite a few numbers there. Speaking of numbers, scientists analyze data or information to reach, to find answers. There's something wrong with that sentence there, right? Let me fix that. We're going to take out to reach. Probably better. Scientists analyze data or information to find answers. So you can see that picture right there. I don't think it's perfect. AI probably made some mistakes somewhere there. But for the most part, it does look like scientists are analyzing data or data. It's another way to say information in English. Yeah, we sometimes say data or data. But analyzing, right there. To analyze something, you look at numbers and facts really closely to understand something better. So if you visit the doctor, they may do some blood work. And that means they are going to take some of your blood out of your body. And hopefully they will analyze that to see if you are healthy or not. Let's take a little break here. A little break from the English lesson. And let's check some of the comments here. Omran has a good tip there. Ambition equals aspiration. So if you aspire to something, that's the verb, or if you have aspiration, or if you have aspirations, means you want to achieve something really big. Yeah, it's very, very close, Omran. Thank you for that. Good stuff. Abdi, I love, I love teaching this live because there are really good English learners in here and they will definitely help you. So we needed to look at what went wrong, maybe with our presentation, analyze the issue and come up with a solution. Abdi, that is good. Hmm. Michael, is this true? During harvest, I analyzed grain samples. Yeah, so this happens a lot with farmers. If you harvest something, that means you take plants out of the ground, vegetables, fruits from a tree. But with grain, you want to get the best 
out of your crop. Next year, if you analyze it this year, you can get a better yield next year. A yield is the amount of crops you get. Could be fruit, could be vegetables. Good stuff. Hey, this is advanced. I know it's advanced. We're talking about some new words here, hopefully for you. Like I said, there are some very good English learners in the chat. Etienne is here watching and relaxing. What about you? Yeah, this is one of those English lessons that it's going to be long. It's going to be about an hour. You may want to put on some headphones, go for a walk, do some housework, get that English into your brain. Harry, he's from Indonesia. Every time Brent shows pictures, the first thing I look at is the fingers. It's a good place to look. We have some more mistakes coming up, I promise. India is in the house. Welcome. Yeah, there are 134 people watching. Some people are watching on Facebook. If you are watching on Facebook, the comments for YouTube are easier to see. If you would like to come over and watch on YouTube, it's speaking. No, no, hang on. American English with Brent. I think it's the same. Facebook and, and YouTube might be the same. Omron says, maybe the mistakes will help us memorizing the word better because rem we remember the mistake. It could be. Thank you for all of the comments. Here is one from Facebook. I don't have money, but I love to learn English. Well, Najee, the great thing about this English lesson is it is completely free. No money needed. Here we go. Here's a good one. Filippo, at the end of the day, I analyze my productivity data. Don't know if you can say those two together. My productivity data, my production data. At the end of the day, I analyze my data because I work hard, always above the average. It's always above average. Above average means it's better than normal. It's better than average. Ah, is Bob the Canadian one of your family members? No, Bob the Canadian is a great guy but we are not related. But you know what we should do? We should get back to the lesson. We were talking about analyze. Analyze. Let me find the next one. Oh, how about this? I thought a lot of people right now might be on a diet. It is the beginning of a new year. A lot of times people will have New Year's resolutions, things they promise to do. And one very popular thing to do is to get on a diet to lose weight. How about this sentence? I think I have a picture actually. Let's put that up. There we go. That might help. How are that? How are his fingers? Does he have all of his fingers? 
I analyzed the food I ate each day in order to lose weight. Hope that helps. Analyze. Excuse me. Hopefully, now you know how to use analyze. If you see it on the TOEFL or IELTS exam, I got it. I got it right. Oh boy. This next one might be the most difficult for the lesson. And that is abstract. I have a couple pieces of artwork that can be described as abstract. I encourage you to translate abstract right now into your native language. I do have it here for a few languages. That is what abstract means in Chinese, Thai, Japanese, and Korean. Abstract. I hope that helps. I also have it for French, Spanish, Portuguese, Russian, Ukrainian, Arabic, and Polish. That is what abstract means. Because this is a difficult word, even for a native English speaker, abstract, it's so hard to put your finger on what this means. We'll talk about that in a minute. But abstract means an idea or concept that is not regular. You might think outside the box when you create something that is abstract. A lot of times it's an idea. We'll talk about that in a minute. But if you take a look at that piece of art, it's hard to say what it is. It's abstract. Two people could look at that picture and think it means different things. The same with that one. So some things that might be abstract are respect, freedom, love, art, just to name a few. It's hard to put your finger on what it means because you can't touch it. You can't feel it. Abstract might mean you can't touch or feel it, but you can think about it. You can feel it with your emotions. And here's that term I was talking about. It's an idiom. If something is abstract, you can't put your finger on it. You can't completely understand it. Kind of kind of out there. I hope I did a good enough job for abstract. It was a really hard one for me. Bom dia. Bom dia. Hopefully you're doing well. Okay, in Indonesian, abstract. Thank you. Oh, in Italian, strata. That's a hard one. Strata. Hopefully that's not bad in Italian. All right, the next one is a little easier. Jeez, abstract was a tough one. Allocate. 
allocate is easier. It's a verb. It's something you do. To allocate means you give out or to set aside something for a certain reason. And this will become more clear when we talk about some of these examples. So to allocate means to give out or to set aside something for a certain reason. In that picture, you can see what looks like a teacher and 15 minutes is written on the board. So how about this? You have an entire class period. Maybe it is one hour, but the teacher sets aside. It's an English phrasal verb we might use. The teacher sets aside time to practice conversation. She allocates 15 minutes so students can practice talking. The English teacher allocated 15 minutes of each class for the students to practice their conversations with each other, to allocate. I got another one for you. How about this? We're now talking about soldiers and we're talking about an amount of food they get each day. They are allocated this amount of food. Each soldier was allocated three meals a day. And like I said before, set aside is the English phrasal verb you will often hear. That means allocate. Hopefully that helps. Allocate. What about this one? This one might be the easiest. I'm not sure, but astonish, astonish. It's just another way to say surprise. And if you look at that person's face right there, I mean, they look astonished. They look surprised. So astonish means to surprise someone in a big way. I think that face says it all. But I do have a couple examples for you. How about this? Don't stare at the picture too long. You will probably find mistakes with fingers or faces or magic wands. But in the picture, we see a magician. A magician. He is wearing a top hat and a tuxedo. He is wearing a bow tie. That is different from the type of tie I am wearing. He is wearing a bow tie and he is pulling a rabbit from his hat. And if you look at the audience, their faces, they look like they are astonished. Here's a sentence. The magician's trick astonished all of the people who saw it. You can imagine. Face like that. How did he do it? Whoa. Astonished. And um, astonishment is the noun. So you can say they had faces of astonishment. It's when you have surprise. How about this next one? 
I was astonished to see how much snow we had gotten overnight. So maybe you went to bed, there was no snow on the ground. When you woke up, you're like, oh my gosh, look at all the snow we got. And if you look at that picture long enough, it almost looks like it snowed inside that person's house, which is a little strange. On the floor, it does look like there is a carpet, but it almost looks like a carpet of snow. And yes, on either side of that picture are two sofas or two couches but they almost look like they are couches made of snow. And if you look at those trees, one of those trees definitely has snow on it. So maybe it did snow inside his house. If it snowed inside your house, I think you would be astonished. That would be pretty shocking. You would be surprised. Oh boy. I need to take a sip of water before this next one because it might be the second most difficult one. Got a little something for you to remind you to do something when I take this sip of water. If this lesson is helping your English improve, don't forget to tap that like button and share it with a friend who's learning English. Yeah, if you have any friends that are also trying to learn English, maybe share this English lesson with them. You might become their best friend. They might be so happy that they say, oh my gosh, American English with Brent? Thank you for sharing this lesson. My English is going to get so much better. Before we get to the next one, it's advocate and advocate, spelled the same way you pronounce it differently. Let's look at a couple comments here. Oh, Freddie Wolf allocates. Brent allocates a few minutes of t- a few minutes of time each lesson for the only subscribers chat. I do that sometimes, right? I do. But now I've been going to the members only chat before. So it's a whole half hour of just channel members. So if you would like to be, Hey, Venice, Italy, welcome. Oh, and somebody using characters. I don't know. I wonder if this is Chinese. I wonder if you saw me on Shanghao Shu. If so, welcome. Shishia. Just check in the chat. Okay. Looks like Michael is asking Freddie a question. Bumjia. Welcome, welcome. They look astonished when I popped up. Maybe they did. Maybe they were surprised. All right. Smiley face. Maybe you are from Shanghao Shu. All right. Sri Lanka is in the house. Love it. Are you from Candy? Are you from Colombo? Ecuador. Damaris. Hopefully you're doing well. Hopefully you are safe. I know Ecuador has seen 
some interesting things going on. So I hope you are safe there. El Salvador. All right. Brazil is in the house. Brazil is in the house. Brazil is in the house, Hilton. Good to see you again. Belarus. Welcome. Maybe you are from Minsk. Minsk. That's how you say it, right? All right. Welcome. Iran. Oh, man. I would love to visit Iran. I would love to go to Tehran on Instagram. I think it's American English with Brent on Instagram as well. Almost 400,000 subscribers there. And um, most, or not most, but the city that watches me on Instagram the most is Iran. So I would love to go to Iran one day. But guess what? I don't think I can as an American. Our two governments do not get along right now. But guess what? The people are amazing. Which is sad, right? Sometimes the government is really doesn't get along with my government. But the people, they would get along. Okay. Back to happier things. And that is learning English. That is improving your English. Even though it's hard. Here we go. Advocate and advocate. Give me a couple minutes. I will talk about both and how to use them. Advocate is a verb. It's something you do. And it means to believe strongly in something and tell everyone how you feel about it. If you do this, then you become an advocate. The verb is advocate. The, no, the noun, the person, is an advocate. I have a couple more examples. How about this? She advocates for healthier school lunches. She advocates for healthier school lunches. If you look at that picture, it looks like those students are not enjoying their lunch. Maybe it's not very healthy. Maybe it doesn't taste great, but there is a woman, she, she advocates for healthier school lunches. Oh, look at this picture. She is an advocate for healthier school lunches. So this person told everybody, Hey, we need healthier school lunches. She worked very hard to get healthier school lunches in schools. She was an advocate for that. She advocated for that. Those are the two different ways to pronounce that. Now, don't look too closely at this picture because you will see that girl in the middle. Her body is facing one way and her head is facing the other. It looks like a very unnatural position. She looks like she might be in a lot of pain, and yet she's smiling. And if you look at the top there, healthy is spelled correctly. Maybe they meant eating, and they spelled that very wrong. AI, come on. You can do better. But hopefully that is clear now. Advocate, advocate. 
This is one of those English lessons you might want to watch a couple times, maybe three, maybe four, maybe rewind if something is difficult. Hopefully now you know a little bit about advocate or advocate. When Michelle Obama was first lady, she was an advocate for healthier school lunches. If you look at that picture, it kind of looks like Michelle Obama. If you hear that term first lady, that means the wife of the American president. I'll read that one more time. When Michelle Obama was first lady, she was an advocate for healthier school lunches. The next one here, let's have a little fun with this. We're talking about an adjective. That adjective is authentic. Authentic. Something is genuine or true. It's not a copy. It's not fake. It's authentic. You can describe something as authentic. Right now, I hope I am speaking authentic American English. I'm an American. I've been speaking English all of my life. I hope it's the real deal. I hope I am an authentic English teacher. It's real. I'm an American. I speak American English. Authentic. But if you look at this restaurant right here, they might serve authentic Italian food. Maybe the owners of this restaurant are real, authentic Italians. Vero, Italiano, real Italian. Maybe this is an American restaurant in the United States, but the owners are Italian. They're real Italians. So if you look at that picture, look at that pizza. It looks like it is topped with basil. That green stuff there looks like it might have fresh tomatoes on it, those red things, and maybe even fresh mozzarella, the white stuff. It's a type of cheese. This restaurant is known for its authentic Italian pizza, real stuff. But we also have a restaurant in the United States called Olive Garden. Some Americans think that is authentic Italian food. The Italians that I have spoken to, Filippo, Aroni, they say it's not authentic. The opposite of authentic is inauthentic. So unfortunately, if you go to eat at Olive Garden, it might not be authentic Italian food. Olive Garden is an American restaurant that is not known for being authentic Italian food. In fact, there is a dish they serve there. Many Americans think it's an authentic Italian dish, but I've heard from my Italian friends that Americans invented it. It's not real. They don't eat it in Italy. The dish in that picture is called fettuccine alfredo. 
It is not Italian. It's an American invention. Inauthentic. Not real. Hopefully that helps. Hopefully that helps. The next one is adapt. Adapt. When you hear this word adapt, think change. Adapt, change. It's a verb. And it means to change the way you act or change your mind to fit new conditions. I have a couple examples for you. This one. In the picture, I tried to show a student who is at a new school. And this new student looks like he's adapting. He's fitting in. That's an English phrasal verb you might hear for adapt in some ways, not always, but adapt. He's adapting to his new school. He's making friends. He's understanding how the school works. He's changing a little bit about the way he acts. He quickly adapted to the new school. It didn't take long for him to fit in. So if you fit in, it means you're a good match. So if you start a new job, maybe your old job, things worked differently. When you go to your new job, you have to adapt. You might have to change a little bit about the way you speak or the way you act. And if you do that successfully, then you fit in. Maybe you are living in a country very different from the United States. And when you get here, maybe people in the United States do things a little differently. So you need to change or you need to adapt to your new surroundings. Hopefully that helps. What about this? When the weather gets a little colder, you might need to adapt the way you dress. Maybe you want a, a thicker coat to stay warm. How about this? She bought a warm jacket to adapt to the cold weather. Hopefully that helps. There is a slightly more sciencey term we use with adapt, but I'm not talking about that right now. I can briefly, but sometimes animals will adapt over time to new conditions. But I thought that was a little bit too much like science for this lesson. Just know that adapt can have like, if you were a scientist, you might think of adapt in a slightly different way. It's change over a long period of time. But we can also use adapt in everyday English when you change quickly. Hopefully that makes sense. The next one here, aptitude. Aptitude. When we talk about aptitude, we often talk about intelligence or skills. So aptitude is a noun. It's a natural ability or skill. Doesn't take hard work to be good at something. If you have an aptitude for it, you're just really good at it. Now you can increase your aptitude by working hard. And sometimes 
You might take an aptitude test to see how well you do something. We'll talk about that in a minute. What about this? If you look at that picture, looks like that person might be really good at math. Because in the background, it looks like there are some very complicated math problems. If you look at that sentence below, she has a remarkable aptitude for mathematics. Since this is an advanced English lesson, I didn't use the term math. I used the long one, mathematics. Very difficult. Aptitude. Many of you are watching this because you are preparing for the IELTS TOEFL exam. So we could call those two tests aptitude tests. They test to see how much skill you have in English. Here's a couple sentences for you. The IELTS or TOEFL exams might also be called aptitude tests because they are designed to see how much you know about English, how well you speak English, how well you read English. Very tough, isn't it? English. Speaking of tough, what about this? He showed his aptitude for playing the drums at the concert. Now, don't look too closely at this picture because you might see some mistakes. At first glance, it's another way to say I looked at it quickly. At first glance, it looks like a man is playing the drums. But taking a closer look, it looks like they spelled aptitude wrong. It's spelled correctly down there. Not on that person's bass drum. Call that big drum in English, a bass drum. His leg is not in the right position. Looks maybe a little too long for his body. I asked AI to draw me a person showing aptitude playing the drums. And this is what they did. And I said, AI, you're very close. Try that again. I even told AI, you spelled aptitude wrong. So this is what they gave me. Another picture of a person playing drums. It's not bad. And yet they still spelled aptitude the wrong way. Come on, AI. All right, let's take a look at the chat here. What is going on? Anything good? Anybody? Take a quick drink. Anybody dropping some good English knowledge in there? Excuse me. My brother. Hey, I like this, Abdi. My brother desperately wants to play hockey. He doesn't have the aptitude for hockey. That's good. It's a really good. A couple very small mistakes. I know what you mean. Ready? Let's see this one. Since the first humans exist. I might change that a little bit. Since the first humans have existed, they have adapted their behavior to be capable to survive all over the millions of years so that we humans 
always exist today. Freddie, very advanced right there. Couple minor mistakes, but still really good. Really good. Let's see. Please. Entropy. Please, is entropy state? I'm not sure what that means. We do have the word atrophy in there. That's very advanced. It does start with an A. Atrophy. It means when your muscles get smaller. Like if you were working out and you're building your muscles, your muscles will atrophy if you stop working out. They will get smaller. Maybe. All right, Etienne. I like Olive Garden. Do you know who else likes the Olive Garden? Jamie, my wife. Good call, Hilton. Taco Bell is not authentic Mexican food. No, it's not. But it gets the job done. I'll explain that. Like in a pinch. Like if you're not near any authentic Mexican restaurants, but I'm really craving some Mexican food. Sometimes I will go to Taco Bell. And even though it's not authentic, it's close enough that I feel okay. I feel okay with that. But not far from my house, we have an authentic Mexican restaurant. The people who own it grew up in Mexico. They make real Mexican food, authentic Mexican food. It's good stuff. See, authentic. Is it a silent T? I think so. Authentic. Authentic. All right. Oh, yes. Hey, Filippo. Yes. Sometimes you will hear lawyers called advocates. Good call, Filippo. Another name for a lawyer could be an advocate. Oh, let's get back to the lesson. Let's get back to the lesson here. We were talking about drums. We were talking about aptitude. Oh boy. Getting a little advanced here. Okay. The next one I want to talk about is allegory. And I'm going to talk about a very difficult word that I hope I pronounce correctly, but let's get to it. From all the research I did, I kept seeing allegory as a word you would find on the IELTS or TOEFL exam. To be honest, we don't use allegory in everyday English very often, even advanced English. I don't think we use allegory that much. In my English classes, when I taught native English speakers, we would use allegory when we were talking about literature. But since I saw it on so many lists, let's talk about it here. An allegory is a special kind of story. It often uses animals who act like humans. And there is often a lesson being taught in the story gets people to think in a way they didn't think before. So that is what an allegory is. 
I'm going to give you a couple examples. One where animals do act like humans and one where humans act like humans. But they're both allegories and they are designed to teach a lesson to make people think about big ideas in different ways. But I don't know when I will ever be able to teach this word again. So I wanted to teach you this word, anthropomorphism. Try to say it again, anthropomorphism. That is when animals act like people in stories and it's right there at the bottom. Anthropomorphism. Animals acting like people. And just recently, anybody can now talk about Mickey Mouse and Steamboat Willie. So I tried to get a picture of what looked like Mickey Mouse on a steamboat. That's a steamboat. You can see the steam coming from the smokestack there. So Mickey Mouse in Steamboat Willie in 1928 is a good example of anthropomorphism when animals act like humans. So many cartoons, it happens, right? So many cartoons. But hang on. Steamboat Willie, if you've ever seen that, the first time we saw Mickey Mouse back in 1928, that is not an example of an allegory. It's an example of anthropomorphism, but it's not an example of allegory. You know what it is? A book in English we call Animal Farm by George Orwell. So in Animal Farm, it takes place on a farm. The main characters are animals, but it's not about farm animals. It's more about governments and how they act. And I'm not going to get too political with this, but some of those animals represent world leaders. So that's an example of an allegory. George Orwell's Animal Farm. Also, at least in English, we call him Plato. And he came up with this idea of the allegory of the cave. Briefly, if you know this story, it's about people living in a cave, watching shadows on the wall, thinking that is real life. When in reality, the real life is happening outside of their cave, but it's designed to teach people like, like at least today, even Plato lived thousands of years ago. It still works today for people who are watching screens all the time, like you are, but this is really good information. Some people waste time on screens like television, computers, cell phones, the allegory of the cave. If you've ever heard of that, Plato, let me know in the comments, is that 
too difficult allegory. Check in the comments here. Oh, Sudan is in the house. Welcome. I hope everything is going well over there. I know there is a little bit of unrest. Alessandro, hope you're doing well. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, so Hilton, we have three words, I guess, right? For a lawyer, you might hear attorney, you might hear advocate. All right, just checking through the chat, making sure I don't miss anything. Here's the next one. This is accelerate. Accelerate. It's a verb. It means to go faster, increase in speed. To accelerate means to go faster. This is one of those words that it might be difficult to pronounce. It might be difficult to spell, but you probably know another way to say it. So accelerate means to go faster. Pretty simple. But the IELTS and TOEFL exams are not simple. So instead of saying go faster, they probably want you to use accelerate. So here is a sentence in a picture with accelerate. The car accelerated down the highway. I think pretty straightforward. But we also do have the noun, and that is accelerator. So accelerate is the verb. The car accelerated down the highway, but accelerator is a noun. And in that picture, you can see that person's foot might push down, phrasal verb, might push down on the accelerator to go faster. Here's a sentence. He pushed down on the accelerator or gas pedal to make the car accelerate, to make the car go faster. You might hear accelerator or you might hear gas pedal. The brake is the opposite. That's what stops you in a car in English. A lot of A words here. A lot of advanced A words here. If you have been here the entire lesson, congratulations. I bet your English is really getting better. Also, this is your first time here. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to hit that like button. We have a few more here. A few more A words you might see on the IELTS or TOEFL exams. What about this one? I lost my place. Accumulate. Accumulate. I'm looking outside right now. Earlier it was snowing and the snow was starting to accumulate. We're going to talk about a couple things that can accumulate. It's a verb and it means to gather or collect something over a period of time. So hopefully over this last hour, you have accumulated more English knowledge. Let's look at a picture here. I'm going to talk about snow again. I like this picture. 
I'll make it really big. It looks like a beautiful snowy scene to me. You have the snow gently falling, but if that snow falls for long enough, it is going to start accumulating. How about this sentence? It snowed all night and the snow began to accumulate. So the snow began to pile up. That's an English phrasal verb you might hear for accumulate, pile up. How about this? I hope this isn't what your city looks like, but look at that. The trash is starting to accumulate on the side of the road. Accumulate. How about this A word? Accurate. Accurate is an adjective, which means it describes nouns, describes people, places, or things. Accurate, something that is correct, something that is precise, free of errors or mistakes. Guess what? You want scientists to be accurate. You want them to be precise. You want them to be exact. If not, they could really mess things up. The scientist made sure her measurements were accurate. Yeah, if you look at that picture right there, looks like she is being very precise. She has her glasses on. She's being very safe. She has a lot of calculations on the whiteboard behind her. Looks like she's using a microscope. Looks like she is trying to be very accurate. Yeah, if you take the TOEFL or um, TOEFL or, and I think I've been doing this for a long time. If you take the IELTS or TOEFL exam, they want you to be very accurate. No mistakes. Be very precise. Next one here. Alter. Alter. It's another way to say change. We had adapt earlier. Alter, a little different. We'll see. But it also means to change. To alter means to change something often slightly or to cause the characteristics of something to change. So adapt is usually a bigger change. Alter is like just, just a little bit. And here is an example. It's a picture of a woman. And in the window, you can see that there is a lot of rain. It also looks like there is a bird inside her house. Maybe she has a pet bird. And it looks like she is looking at a calendar she has her cell phone, a notebook. So maybe she had some plans to go out that night and she had to change her plans or she had to alter them a little bit. So maybe she'll still go out. Wow, there's a lot of noise happening in my kitchen. Somebody must be cleaning maybe up there. If you can hear that, sorry. Maybe you can't. Maybe this microphone is really good. But it looks like this woman might have had some plans to go out. Now she has to alter them because of the storm. 
So she altered her plans because of the storm. Changed slightly. That's it. That is the English lesson. I hope you have enjoyed this. It was serious, but hopefully we had a little fun making fun of AI's mistakes. All right. And I do think my brain is starting to melt from all of the teaching. One last thing. If you would like to become a channel member, there is a link there. Pay a little extra money a month. I haven't changed the prices in four years. For as little as a dollar, you can become a member. If you're watching on Facebook, you may want to come over to YouTube. There are just a few extra lessons each month on YouTube. It is American English with Brent. I think that does it for this week. Thank you all. I'm out of here. I'm going to go rest my brain. Hopefully this helps you with your IELTS or TOEFL exam. Oh, don't forget to hit that like button. Thank you so much. Adios, amigos.